Four added minutes. And Gerard! Added minutes here. Welcome back from the international break. I would say that we took an international break ourselves. It's episode four of the Ad Admitted podcast. It's been a minute. Tyler, welcome back. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah. Everybody's good. We're back from the international break ourselves, and we're back with the Added Minutes podcast, episode four. Before you turn off the podcast, I just want to get into why you need to watch soccer. The one reason you need to follow soccer, let's get straight into this reason, because I this is something that I love so much. I can't really explain why besides you need to check it out yourself. This is something that you need to go check out yourself. If you don't know who Will Grigg is currently, he's a striker in the third division for Sunderland football club in the third division. He's not very good. That's not the point. The point is a number of years ago, I don't know how many years ago. It was the year of the Euros, <laughs> the last time that the Euros were held. The Euros are a, uh, it's a competition between national teams in Europe. So England would play France. Iceland was in it. Northern Ireland was in it. And Will Grigg is from Northern Ireland. But before that, just before the Euros, he had a incredible, an incredible goal-scoring stretch. And the one thing that I love about, I think it's just English soccer, but I know there's songs for every team in Europe, but songs in general with soccer are every reason to be in love with teams, the, the sport, the game. It is just, oh my, it's something you need to check out. So the song is from Wigan Athletic, which, which is where Will Grigg was on fire at, the first time he had an incredible goal scoring season and helped, I believe he helped Wigan athletic get promoted to the championship, which is the second division. Um, there is this one guy on YouTube who came up with this song. The original song is freed from desire by Gala. Uh, he turned it into Will Griggs on fire. And it was literally him in his house playing the song out loud, going, come on, guys, come on. Everybody get excited. Listen, Will Griggs on fire. Yeah. All right. Point is, it actually, look it, it actually up. peaked at uh, number seven in the UK's top 100. <laughs> it was that popular. <laughs> it this was guy that popular. <laughs> point is, check it out. I'm going to play it at some point in this clip, but it's not just Will Griggs on fire that went viral. It's so many songs about players on their favorite teams about their teams it's just songs in general and in soccer are so it's it's such a celebratory awesome thing that you can be passionate about yeah it's i talked about tifos in the last episode and um it's just songs are another part of like the stadium atmosphere i mean just imagine like seventy thousand people all chanting in unison for uh i mean imagine being the closest thing all the fans are singing your name like it's incredible the the closest thing i would compare it to is college football yeah you get you get that kind of atmosphere in like sec football like south carolina when they do type of yeah yeah, like Ellis, Ellis, or 
South Carolina, when they do Sandstorm, is that's the closest atmosphere you're going to get to European soccer. English soccer, though, specifically has these songs. I'm a Liverpool fan. I know I talked about You'll Never Walk Alone. That's more of an anthem, I would say. That's, that's special in its own way. Liverpool's You'll Never Walk Alone is it's a lifestyle for a lot of people. It's part of the reason why a lot of people follow the club. But songs are more about players. So I'll play three songs. Three songs of not the actual songs, but of fans of these teams chanting these songs, singing them, having a grand old time. Most of these people are absolutely hammered. I'm going to start with the Will Griggs on fire song. The, <laughs> the lyrics are Will Griggs on fire. Your defense is terrified. And then na, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is not a lot of lyrics to that one. The second song I'm going to play. Yeah. I mean, just there's not a lot of complexity with them because, again, no, everybody. You just wrong. have to have a good time. It's just fun. It's just good fun. <laughs> I think, all right, the thing I love about Liverpool is that they have like a song for almost every player and they're all great. But I, I picked some good ones that I like that you should check out. You should check out all of them. Go deep dive into the songs of all your favorite teams, all your teams that you don't even know that you just find. Just people singing and having a grand old time. It's fun. Second song is Mohamed Salah's song, Mo Salah, stri- or winger for Liverpool, the Egyptian king, as they call him. The lyrics go, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, running down the wing, the Egyptian king. There's a, yeah, it's, you'll have to listen to it to see what I mean. I'm just kind of rambling by myself. The original song is Sit Down by James. I would check it out. It's actually kind of cool to compare how the actual song sounds to what the chant turned into for some yeah, of these players. I mean, they get really creative with it. I can't believe you can like find a, a random song like that and just come up with this lyric <laughs> for a player, and then all of a sudden, forty thousand people at a soccer game are singing it, and it is—it's—it's it's deafening. The sounds are deafening. All right, the last one is Virgil Van Dyke's song, kind of an ode to my to my center back to my lord and savior of my defense. May, may he rest in peace. So, I mean, if you don't know the news oh, already, great, Virgil van Dyke's one of the best defenders in the world, has been for a couple years now, and he uh, he tore his ACL, or I don't know if he tore it, but he, he injured has, his ACL he over ACL the weekend. ACL surgery. Yeah, they didn't so specify. Essentially, he got removed from Liverpool's Premier League squad, and we wish him a safe recovery, because I know it will not be speedy. He's going to be out for most of the season. So, sad, but... Happy note, I will put my ode to him in here, his song, which is originally Dirty Old Town by the Pogues. If you don't know that song, it's very popular in the UK. Um, And yeah, let's take a listen to these songs.
All right, so that is my reason why you need to follow soccer. Honestly, just listening to those people having such a grand old time singing these songs makes me want to go do it myself. Every time I hear them, I get goosebumps. You just gotta, you just gotta want to be excited about something like that. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Also, as I'll say every week, make sure to stick around until the end of this episode. Continue to listen so you can hear our picks for the goal of the week, which you can also check out on our social media. We have a Twitter and an Instagram, which you should definitely follow at added minutes pod, all lowercase at added minutes pod. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your mailmen, tell your milkmen, tell everybody, spread the word, follow us on social media, go check out the goals of the week, check out the content that we're retweeting, putting out our Instagram stories. It's all good stuff. And also just stick around to the end of the episode. You're going to want to see one of these goals that I picked for my goal of the week. I guarantee you'll, you'll love it. Tyler hasn't even seen it. (laughs) I got a good description of it. That's to be fair. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) let's move on to what happened in the premier league, the English premier league over the weekend. So I'm just going to read off the scores. Some of them were pretty shocking. But overall, I think it was a pretty standard. Was actually, no, no, it was it was a wild weekend. Actually, I would say it, there there were a couple like no brainers. Um, yes, but there was also some real drama. As there yeah. always, there always <laughs> is. That's why we love this so much. All right, let's get to the scores. First score of the weekend was not my favorite. Liverpool tied Everton. Their cross city rivals. I wouldn't even call them rivals. They play across the city from each other. They play I'm in not the a big same Everton general fan. area. <laughs> I think it's a five, ten minute drive from one stadium to the other. Point is, that's about as close as to Liverpool as they're ever going to get. Next score we have is Chelsea tying Southampton 3 3. A little shocking there. Manchester City beat Arsenal 1 0. Manchester United beat Newcastle 4 1. Tyler, I know you're happy about that. <laughs> no, I mean, there's no reason not to be. No, there's not. They looked fantastic. They and they also just beat PSG in the Champions League today. <laughs> so that one's an even better. So. I mean, that um, I would be more excited about that. But I mean, them as I was, one. as we were both shit talking United, They've, all of a sudden, yeah. here we go. I mean, suddenly Ali's job is under threat, and he becomes the best coach in the world. So yeah, we'll I see think, how that goes. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is probably the best manager under pressure for his job <laughs> in the world. Unreal stuff. <laughs> All right, continuing with the scores, we got Sheffield United tying Fulham 1-1. Crystal Palace played Brighton. That's a heated rivalry, if you didn't know. you pro- I don't uh, think many people did. know. It is a heated it's, rivalry. I know it's a nevertheless. South Coast rivalry, but like they, don't even, they play like an hour away from each other. It's a weird rivalry, certainly. I mean, I actually don't know much about it. I just know that they hate each other. They tied 1-1. Brighton got a red card. And then we move to the big score of the weekend, Tottenham-West Ham, 3-3. We'll talk more about that, why it was such a weird score, why 3-3 is way more than just a draw. Next score, we have Aston Villa beating Leicester 1-0. West Brom tied Burnley 0-0. And Wolves beat Leeds in a late goal by Raul Jimenez, 1-0. So, Tyler, where do you want to start? Um, I mean, I just wanted to say that it's nice to see, like, all the teams back after the international break. Um, this is true. The, yeah, I mean, 
not every team looked up to scratch, but uh, there weren't any like persistent injuries in the break or anything like that. So every team was pretty much at full, was basically at the same strength that they were before the break. Um, there were some interesting storylines. Uh, I mean, Aston Villa remaining perfect on the season still. They have four wins in four games. And, villains. I, mean, I, I, the like, villains are back. I have to get, like we have to give them credit. Like you thought that they were going to get relegated, I thought that they were going to be towards the bottom of the table, just avoiding relegation. I guess they heard um, me, and I've been their motivation. I guess <laughs> that, that's how good they've you looked. Inspired the you uh, willed them to victory. <laughs> I, I guess uh, so. <laughs> um, and then Everton remaining in first place with yeah. I mean they played one more game than Aston Villa. If Aston Villa wins their next game, they are suddenly first place in the Premier League. Um, Everton, they remained in first place with some very contentious referring decisions. Um, Jordan Pickford yeah. probably should have been sent off. Only wasn't because Van Dyke was off sides uh, in the lead up to um, his injury, and I mean Pickford injuring him. All right, so let's um, let's let's talk <laughs> about that game since you've brought it up. Not listen, I'm I'm over it now. I know we probably should have won, but we drew. But considering how good we looked, I'm not. I am. Yeah, worried, I'm not. I'm not mad anymore. I'm not. Yeah, your form was fine. Like we looked. That was probably the best we've looked in a, a couple of weeks. I don't know. We looked good, regardless. <laughs> but let's talk about that play, that specific play. So <laughs> I don't know where to start. What? So what happened was the ball was crossed into Virgil Van Dyke. He was called offsides, so they just moved on. But what happened was when he was offsides and going to play the ball that was played into him, the goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford, England's number one, rushed out of his goal <laughs> and refused to play the ball. He destroyed it. <laughs> he, he injured Virgil van Dyke's ACL. Just the, re, the reason Virgil van Dyke is out for the rest of the year is because of that tackle. It's he wasn't even on the ground. He just dove towards his knee. Nowhere near the ball. He was nowhere near the ball. He played 0% of the ball. He played all of Virgil van Dyke's ACL. And, and he got all of Van Dyke's season has sucked me over. <laughs> he got no repercussions. The referee didn't even try to go look at for VAR they didn't red card. It. I don't think he's got. Why? The, I don't think. Why? Because he's offside. So you know what happens now, Tyler? Now, now that we know that that's the rule, whenever you're offside, <laughs> go, go take out a player. Just kill the other team. It absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how stupid is that? Listen, I, I know it It probably is the right call based on the rules, but, like, then we need to change it. I think, yeah, it's... That's terrible. That's so bad. You can't I mean, end a man's season and not get a red card or not get punished I mean, in some again, way. Like, we, we haven't seen how the surgery is going to pan out or anything. Like, so if it doesn't work out, Van yeah. Dyke's career could be over. I don't think it'll be like that. Okay, like, it's not like you broke a leg or anything. Don't, but... don't make my heart skip a beat like that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like ACLs could be tricky. Like he yeah. might, he probably won't have the same speed. Um, like there's a lot He's, of difficulty that can come with the recovery. Yeah, so. It's going to be a long recovery no matter what. Yeah. Eight months or that's what people have been saying. Yeah. Um, he can rejoin the premier league squad in January, but, but I definitely <laughs> don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that's two, three, between two and three months away. Like, yeah. It's just—it's just, uh, it's that, just that would be a very it's so fast sad. recovery. I and mean, it is a of, shame oh, to see one of the best players in the world go down. I mean, we won't get to see him play for a while, and I mean, yeah. like his defending is like an art. Like, just 
his speed and the way he can read the game, like his recovery I mean, to being played behind, his physicality. I mean, he makes every manager's job easier. Like it doesn't it's, matter who he would play yeah. under. He makes every team that he could play on better. Yeah, so. this this is not making me feel any better. But <laughs> to make me feel even worse, let's talk about the end of the game, which caused a massive amount of controversy, as VAR always does. Whether they are right or wrong, they always do because they just – I don't know. I know where I'm at with VAR, but let's just talk about what happened. So, Tiago played in a no-look pass to Sadio Mane. Sexy pass, first of all. Beautiful through ball. Mane was – he was in line with the def- last defender. I would if, – if you don't believe me, go look at vid- video, picture, look at all of it. Look it up. Sadio Mane was called on sides as he played a ball into Jordan Henderson, which ended up in a goal. Pickford could have done way better. It was just terrible goalkeeping. Pickford's not a goalkeeper. He's so bad. He is like that guy is not a good goalkeeper. Saved a couple penalties for England and everybody went nuts. <laughs> he got but, to a World Cup semifinal and suddenly he's the best keeper in the world. For right. Everything. Well, because he well, plays uh, for England. But yeah. regardless, moving on. So <laughs> Jordan Henderson scored the game-winning goal for Liverpool in added minutes in like the 93rd minute or something. And I was going nuts. I was so happy. I was like, we deserve this because we did. We played way better than Everton the entire game. Everton probably should have had two red cards. They had one that was deserved and called, one that wasn't called because it couldn't even be reviewed. But we deserve to win is probably what should have happened. But what did happen is the goal was called, and then they had to review it with VAR for possible offsides. I was FaceTiming my other friend who was a Liverpool supporter as well. And we were both looking at it. We're like, oh, what are they? Oh, they're reviewing for offsides. Oh, we're good. He's on. We were looking at it. And I was like, all right, see you, man. Hung up the phone. Minute later, ref comes out. Decision, no goal, offsides. (laughs) And you need to see just how onsides he was to believe why I would be so upset. So that's another reason why I'm upset about the Liverpool game, but do I think that the rules should be applied evenly? Yes, but it, because it's Liverpool, I don't care. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's where we're at. This is where we're at right now. Um, Liver- I mean, the the amount of shifting from Liverpool being so dominant in crown champions and unbeatable to from losing seven two, losing seven two, losing Virgil Van Dyke, tying Everton. Manchester United at the same time winning 4-1 and beating PSG that same week. <laughs> the flip has been tough. It has well, been... It is an incredible year. Let's just... <sighs> oh, my God. I, oh, however, I will say I do believe in Joel Matip way more than Joe Gomez. I'm happy that he's going to get some PT, chance to show how good he is. I love Joel Matip. I love how obnoxious and loud and random and funny he is as a player he's just the most awkward looking guy when he runs when he moves I love him I love Joel Matip hope he plays well in replacing Virgil I know he's not the same player but him and Joe Gomez can still be a very good center back pairing I don't know how far it takes him but that's where we're at with Liverpool like this is the type of I mean, that's the type of game that, like, your depth comes into play. Like, they lost Thiago, they lost Van Dyke. Suddenly, the next man has to step up. Um, and that's where, like, the signings over the summer are so important. I mean, Van Dyke being – if he really is out for eight months, um, 
the Liverpool will probably have to sign a center back in the yeah. uh, January window. I, I mean, even if it's just like a stopgap, like just somebody to fill space. But um, I would like hope the, that they would. Yeah, I mean, if I, I think they can get by with what they have. Going, yeah, if it turns out that they can't, yeah. then that's why there's the second window um, to sign players. Right. Um, just another game that I wanted to focus on was Aston Villa 1, Leicester City 0. Oh, yeah. Um, the Villains. Again, I guess, yeah. Aston Hottest Villa, team in the impress- world. <laughs> <laughs> impressive start to the season. Um, just, I, I mean, I don't think there's really much to say. Ross Barkley scored in, what was it, the 91st minute of the game. Um, so it was definitely pretty even throughout. Um, stats were pretty similar down the board. Like Lester had one more shot, one more shot on target, one more percent possession, or two more percent possession. This is a very good um, Leicester City team that's beaten Man City, keep in mind. Yeah, this is a good Leicester City team. And they were beaten um, by and, Aston Villa. And Aston Villa have now taken down two of the top five teams the last season um, within it's, like their first four games of the year. <laughs> it's remarkable what Aston Villa are doing. 4-0. They are four wins out of four in the Premier League. H- how legit are they? I don't, like, I mean, it's yet to be seen. They don't have the same squad depth as the other teams that are. Absolutely them. not. Um, like, Liverpool is a place below them, but Liverpool's squad is incredible. Like, just, it's a million They're going to replace Virgil van Dijk with Joel Matip, who is a world-class center back, compared to what Aston Villa put out on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, yet, Aston Villa has Tyrone Mings. And right, yet like, Aston Villa are still punching pretty high right now. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably cool off just like Everton probably will. I mean, right. it's yet, like, it's yet to be seen. They could easily continue the entire season. I mean, Aston Villa could win every game at this point. Like, that's not out of the question, but it, how likely that is, almost impossible. Um, but you know, crazier things have happened. <laughs> um, Arsenal, yeah, like Leicester City, Arsenal, Wolves, Tottenham, Chelsea are all right behind Aston Villa. Um, and all of those teams are much better. So uh, it wouldn't uh, surprise better me. Better in terms of talent. and Better in terms of talent and coaching. and I mean, Maybe I, not coaching. Be, Maybe not. I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know. Last year, yeah. just above the, I mean, they were one point above relegation, or they might have been equal on points and just survived on goal difference. Right. Um, but considering all of that, I like they could easily finish in the bottom half of the league still. I mean, 12 points, it's some 12 points out of 12 points is really impressive, but 12 points, um, especially when you're playing the whole Leicester. Oh yeah, no. In those like, four games, like I don't want to underplay what they've done. Like it's in, they've had an immaculate start to the season, yeah. um, but like twelve points in thirty-eight games when there's what like I mean over a hundred points available. I mean really like there's a lot that could go wrong for them still this season. Yeah, um, and just keep I mean, in mind like this is the beauty of the table and the beauty of soccer in general. Yeah, team is that, shift is around. that Aston Villa literally could have been relegated last season and had to have sell instead of buy players knowing where they would have been. (laughs) And instead of being in the second division fighting to get back to the Premier League, they're now the best team in the Premier League based on record. Yeah. Which is Um, just – it's crazy to think about that. (laughs) But here we are. Uh, Let's talk about Tottenham and West Ham, a team that we've been talking a lot about, West Ham. 
so Tottenham went up three nothing to start the game within like in fifteen minutes. minutes. Yeah, 16, something, ridiculous. something ridiculous. Whatever it was, Tottenham was up three. No. They held that lead until the 81st minute when uh, West Ham scored their first goal, and you thought, like, oh, it's just them getting one back. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, suddenly, West Ham had two more goals. <laughs> Thank you, and, Brandon, uh, and Gareth Bale. Oh, they, did they really? I didn't uh, uh, that was that. the uh, That was the, the talk of the town, was that Jose Mourinho brought on Gareth Bale at 3-0. And then okay. following yeah, that... Tottenham There's, conceded not one, not two, but three goals. <laughs> but three goals to West I mean, he Ham. Ben Davies um, and Matt Doherty on the bench, and those are two right. pretty decent fullbacks. And he brings um, on Bale. Yeah, and he brings up it up I by mean, three. Mourinho, <laughs> he's always had some questionable tactical decisions. Um, like of late, it, he like, certainly is the, a special one. In the mid two thousands, he was the like the best uh, coach in the world, if not, like, the second best coach in the world. Like, he was top two. Very, very close to being the best. Um, best, But uh, as of recent, like, his decision-making has been suspect. His teams just don't seem to have the same motivation, to be honest. Um, Like, he can coach a defense kind of well. Definitely not to the same level that he could in the mid-2000s, where his teams would concede, like, 16 goals in 38 games or whatever it was. Right. Um, But... No, he can coach at defense, and then he just relies on like the creativity of his um, attacking players. And which when he, he does has, have a lot of creativity. In his yeah, side. he has Lucas Morick, Gareth Bale, Harry Kane, Hyunmin Son, and Burb. Tangy and Dumbley is fantastic. Deli Alley no, is on the bench. Deli Alley hasn't played all year. Yeah, uh, I mean Deli. I don't Alley, know if that's injury. Is I it? I think he scored. Uh, I don't think Mourinho likes him to be honest. See, that's tough. Um, knowing how of, good Deli Alley is, I think he's a great player, but. He, I think he's a great player, too. I Another player that he could use. Off. He scored, I think, 17 goals in, a couple of years ago, um, and he hasn't come close to getting the same result right. since then. Very true. Um, but, like, he, like, it's clear that the talent is there. He scored 17 goals when he was, like, 21, 22, something like that. Um, so it's clear, like, there's something there. It's just, like, things haven't clicked for the past few seasons. I think he struggled with injury a couple times. But regardless, um, Tottenham were flying high in this game and then gave up yeah. three goals late to – a West Ham team that I, I really don't know how good or bad they are. They've looked both this entire season, but they're <laughs> yeah, pulling out some really I mean, good I results. I thought that they were going to go down, so I can give them credit for – I mean, um, they've, they've pulled they out some have, really good results so Yeah, far. they have some fight in them, to be honest. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much more to say. Um, yeah, we won't spoil what happened for the last goal because <laughs> Hint Hints might talk about it later. But that's um, yeah. really that's the drama from this weekend in the Premier League. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else to add. Actually, I would add that Chelsea, a team that spent as much money as they did, ended up drawing with Southampton this yeah. weekend, 3-3. <laughs> Addition, additionally to that, the Champions League started today, which is the cream of the crop for competition in European club football, and Chelsea tied Sevilla. So... Back-to-back draws for Chelsea. Uh, where are they at? Drawing pains. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, really, like they have all the talent, but like this is something that we talked about to start the season. Like they brought in five, six new guys, and no, like I'm sure I'm fairly certain, like any time a team has made that many changes over the course of one summer, um, they've always started off the season struggling. 
um, I mean, I can remember AC Milan, I think two or three years ago, they brought in seven new guys in one seat or in one summer and they played like trash. Like they weren't even, um, I, I don't even think that they made, I don't even think they were in the top five of Serie A. Right. Um, so chemistry, chemistry is a massive, massive thing in soccer. Yeah. I mean, learning where your teammates are going to be on the field, like, uh, I mean, no adjusting tendencies. To yeah, just where, to the when the runs are going to be system. made, right? Um, knowing their strong foot, even like if you can deliver a pass to your teammates' uh, stronger foot, like it makes their job a lot easier. Um, like that's something that um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe. Uh, oh, Johan Cruyff. I how did I forget? Yes, yes. That's something that Johan Cruyff, as a coach, stressed to like. He said that, like, you couldn't even – or, like, you don't really, like, know how to play until you can, like, deliver the ball to your uh, teammate's strong foot, like, at the right speed, at the right time. Um, like, that's what passing was to him. It wasn't just, like, getting the ball around the field. It was, like, a deliberate, like, act to move the other team around and to um, – and to move the – yeah, to move the other team around and, like, apply pressure and stuff like that. Um, it's a dance. Yeah, it's a dance. Like, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful dance if it's done right. And but if you yeah. don't know what your teammates are going to be doing, like it's almost impossible. It can, like, it, it can look bad. It's and it like can, not. Yeah, it's like having it. Like you, you compared it to a dance. It's like if you've never danced to somebody before, like you're not going to know how they're. Like if you're doing like uh, the waltz with somebody, you're not going to oh. know. Like oh, and <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Tyler, myself, are you much but, of a dancer yourself? Not at all. I don't have. <laughs> quite the knees for it i don't have the feet for it. like <laughs> i am not an agile but here, person but here we are talking about the waltz carry on <laughs> carry on but, my words, son. like if you don't know like where your uh partner's feet are going to be like you can't really like there's no art there like you're just going to be a mess and it's the same way in soccer um and it's the same way for chelsea right now they just don't know where each other are going to be on the field and that's um, not that's nothing to be concerned about i think for chelsea i really do it's like you've been saying, it's just a chemistry thing. Yeah, it's something. It's that just going to take time, yeah. and I don't know how much time that could actually end up being an issue. But we've already seen Chelsea look phenomenal this year so far, yeah. and then I they've mean, had these kind of results that make you think. I don't know. So I think they will get it, and they will get it quick enough. They'll bounce back and end up in the top four. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on to see how long this chemistry takes to build. Yeah, normally it's like a season at most. Like I said, like with AC Milan a couple of years ago, they struggled the entire season. Like it wasn't any good. But this Chelsea team has shown some really bright spots. So I don't think that Definitely. they're going to have the same struggles as the AC Milan team. And I think the guys that they signed are they're, they're just they're just like too, they're, they're, young, too good, they're, they're too good. They're too good not to yeah. be eventually good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, they made the right they signings. Might. They still need. I think they still definitely need a center back, but. They have way too much talent all around the pitch besides that to not get a top four spot and not make it through in the group stage in the Champions League, especially with um, their group. Their group is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> the V is the second best team in the group, and they won the United Europa United got a higher year. spot, and the, and they get like in yeah. like one of the worst group, probably the most challenging group in the yeah, entire Yeah, they probably Champions do have League. the group of death there. Um, oh, well, that's no big deal. Whatever. Uh, but I think we might want to move on to the future. I think stars we are going to move on. And I think <laughs> it's going to be the future stars and stripes. So 
Let's get there started. Isn't much to talk about again no, with the United States. Not a ton. The United States didn't play over the international break, sadly. It's it would have been sad. really great to see a bunch of these guys. I would have together. loved to. And I think even if they did play, Christian Pulisic would not have played. So that might be yeah. better. Um, Regardless, we but, still had some stamps all over the European stage this weekend and last so, week. I mean, there was really just three big ones. Um, Giovanni Reina, a guy that we've, I mean, we've talked about him a lot. Like we the baby Jesus kid. Jr. <laughs> Christian Pulisic um, is the baby Jesus. And Gio Reyna is baby Jesus Jr. <laughs> um, he had another assist to Holland. Like these two were just two peas in a pod. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, you got another assist to Holland in the, uh, versus Lazio. Um, and then Golden in the, Boy In Pulisic. the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. Which is what we were talking about. Big stage. Gio Reyna. I mean, if you didn't see the goal from Holland, um, I recommend that you take a look at the video somewhere. Uh, this is Dortmund, Lazio, Gio Reyna assisting Erling Haaland. And, oh, my God, the pass was beautiful. It's like they've been playing together for years, talking about chemistry. <laughs> Amazing. And he's 17. Yeah, I know. He, oh, my God. Uh, we've, we've got a bright future, for sure. Next up is Pulisic. Um, Back from injury. He, yeah, he just had a little bit of an injury problem. Um, and he didn't get any goals or assists, but he did make a couple nice passes. Um, he actually gave a through ball to Werner, who then assisted, um, who then got the assist for Chelsea's last goal, I believe, or maybe it was his second goal, whatever it was. Um, he looks, he looked very good coming back from injury. He, it seems yeah. like he's going to fit right back into Chelsea. Yeah, maybe not the I, I form think... he was in at the end of the year last year, which was oh my he was on fire. <laughs> he looked like one I of hope, best he, I in hope the world. he does. Sure, hope he does. But honestly, he looked really good. So happy yeah, to see uh, him back. And, and then, then the last guy is uh, Ethan Horvath, goalkeeper. So he plays for Club Brugge in Belgium, um, and they were playing Zenit Saint Petersburg, which is a team in Russia. They were playing the Champions League, and Horvath made a couple really big saves for Club Bruges. Um, they ended up winning the game, too, which was, I mean, that's going to be really big for them going on. And he scored a goal. <laughs> he scored a goal, too, just on the not, wrong end. Not because it was a really good goal for him. It was unfortunate. It, it wasn't but his the, fault. Uh, the best center back in the world, so he said, <laughs> not me, so, quote him, Dayon Lovren. Best center back in the world. Self-proclaimed best center back in the world, former Liverpool player, Dayon Lovren, ripped one off the post, and off the post, and off of Ethan Horvat's face and into the net. Uh, yeah, nothing he could have done about it. Whatever he would have, if it was on target, he would have actually saved the uh, the goal from going in. Yeah, he looked. But he awesome. just got unlucky. It, there was nothing. He, he looked he, awesome. He had a really big game, and apparently it was so emotional he ended up on the ground. I don't know if he was in tears, but he looked beat at the end of the yeah. game. But honestly, great to see a big performance from him, especially um, in the Champions League. And I mean, he might not have the same potential as other players like Zach Steffen or anything like that. But, but he um, is 25. He's the same age, though. Yeah, like he – I right. mean, we've seen goalies make massive improvements, um, like, just in a year or so. Like, he could easily become the USA's number one if he plays well enough. Goalkeeper's a um, weird position. Goalkeeper is a really weird Developing position. Developing a goalkeeper could be just – it could honestly just be confidence. So, hopefully <laughs> that's a good confidence boost for Ethan Horvath. But – Let's move on from our beautiful future stars and stripes that we do love so much and go on to the added minutes goals of the week. We're not going to play the clips 
in the episode because we want you to go check them out. We're showing video of these beautiful, wonderful strikes from these players. Now that I'm saying that, I don't know about my goal, but <laughs> go check them out on our Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Added Minutes Pod. I'm just going to start with mine since I brought it up. Weren't even professional players. <laughs> Listen, I don't have a name. I don't have a name, and I, I, I may have a team. Um, from what I Great saw, goal. I think fantastical. <laughs> but it was the, I think it was, it was a Sunday league game. So that's like you playing with your buddies in a league, league, in a just showing game. up to a field somewhere and just having a ball. It is a league, though. It is the Barnet. Yeah, it, the Barnet Sunday League is. It's like what really I got cocky from this goal. Yeah, that, that type of thing. Uh, either way. Guy, guy's taking a video on his iPhone, and the uh, player taking a corner goes, hey, no look. Bangs it in from the corner. From the corner kick. Into the net. Around everybody. Just watch it. Just, just go watch it. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. It's, the video quality is not great, but you'll like it. Tyler, what you got? So, Michael, I mean, just a great free kick. Um, them just left of center of the box. Um, Henny Mukhtar. Don't know yep. if I pronounced that right. No, that's good. Um, that was good. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. He, so he plays in the United States and he just banged in a free kick. Like, perfect curve on the ball. Like, literally Goalkeeper nothing the barely keeper, moved. Yeah. The, there's nothing the keeper could have done. I mean, or not much that I could really think of. Um, I, it's a great free kick. To be honest, like, I, I mean, with a lot of. It, like it, there's nothing spectacular about like there's nothing like innovative anything like that but it was just a good uh great goal, yeah it was you know. pinpoint accuracy to say the least yeah there's nothing more you could ask of a player from that position and just to sh- honestly just to shout out the mls the amount of times we've brought up amazing goals amazing things coming through our it's exciting our <laughs> country's soccer league this is the professional soccer that you can watch and see in the united states you can go to games so go to games. Check it They're out. The MLS cheap. is I mean, for the most the part, United most States. games are pretty inexpensive. Yeah. I honestly I think the MLS is it's just gonna continue to grow. It's it's our version of the beautiful game. And honestly, it's just it just keeps getting better. Yeah. It really does. Um last but not least, check out the added minutes goals of the week on our video of our goals of the week. <laughs> this is phenomenal. Manuel Lanzini. The Argentinian attacking midfielder from West Ham in the 93rd minute with about 15 seconds left to play. It was a buzzer beater to say the least Just to, be ta- to be Tottenham. I'm sorry, Tottenham fans. I mean, putting Spurs. it on target is underplaying this goal massively. <laughs> no, no, this, this was oh, – this mean, is as good as that Gerrard goal that had the same swerve that this did. So he was – a free kick was played in. The ball bounced out and rolled to the edge of the box. He was on the, I would say he was. Within, he was like dead center, basically. Mm, I think he was like on the or, left post. He was like 30 okay. yards out on the left side of the goal. And he hit it with his right foot. And it started at the left side of the goal and curved to the right over the keeper and into the very, very top right corner in the 93rd minute to tie Tottenham. This is the same game, the very same game where Tottenham was up 3-0 in 16 minutes. They blew it on that goal. I'm so sorry, Spurs fans. There was nothing they could have done with that. Absolutely nothing. I think the next-gen stat that I saw was that that goal 
that situation happening, him hitting it from that spot to that corner of the goal had a 1% chance of happening. Yeah. And it happened. Uh, to tie the game and take a point, two points away from Tottenham. Again, that's just the drama. Like that's why one percent of going in, and suddenly you're tied. Like, I mean, well, I mean, watch I, the celebrations after. It is phenomenal. <laughs> David Moyes went nuts. I love it. I mean, tied doesn't sound all that exciting. Like, it, but you'd I be mean, surprised just, how big that is for some. Teams. Yeah, I mean, it's the. Diff- I mean, not only is Tottenham like a hated rival, but right. both teams, both teams down, are from London. Yeah, both, both teams, teams are from London. From, a lot of teams from London. Uh, Tottenham from the north, West Ham from the uh, the east, I believe. Um, funny, but funny, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, hated rival, ninety third minute, tie the game. Like all of it was that. Like that's the drama that we've been like stressing about. Like that's what we've been talking about. Like this is like the beautiful game. Like at its very best. All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's do some predictions for this upcoming weekend. We got some big games coming up. I didn't realize it until I looked at it, but we got some big games coming up. I'm going to read off four games in a row. You're going to give me four scores, Tyler. We're going to start with Manchester United and Chelsea, your boys. I'd say Man United won Chelsea too. All right. My boys, Liverpool, Sheffield United. Uh, Probably 3 nothing. Uh, Liverpool. I'm going to go 3-2. Liverpool, I think it's... Uh, I, think the, I think the defense is going to be tested. That's at least. true. I, I think I'll do 3-1 Sheffield. We'll do 3-1 for you. 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah. I'm going to give Sheffield a second because I know I know our defense. Anyways, I was gonna, I'll was going to. i give Chelsea the win against United. 3-2. Uh, to two. That's the same score I just gave the win to Liverpool. But I think it's going to be high scoring in both games. United and Chelsea are hot. That'll be a high-scoring game. All right, last two games, Arsenal-Leicester. So, Arsenal is – I think Arsenal will win this. I, I think it'll be 2 nothing. Leicester hasn't really impressed me recently, and Arsenal I, – I Same think here. Is a good coach. Same here. I'm going to go 1-0. I think they're both decent enough defensively. It's going to be some random late goal. Arsenal 1 0 for me. Eh, you it know, anything can me happen. We could be dead this. wrong. We could be would, dead wrong. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Buster Either way, this. I have Arsenal 1 0 lock it in. Last game, West Ham, Man City, a team that we've been talking about a lot who's been playing very well, and a team that we've been talking about who is very good but hasn't been playing great. Um, I want to say 5 0 Man City. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Is that going to be your? Are you locking it in, Tyler? That won't be my prediction. No. Uh, what is I'll the say, prediction, Tyler? I'll say two nothing, Man City. I'm going to go four one, Man City. I think it's going to be a route. I yeah, think West Ham I, are finally going to show up in this game. <laughs> these are. The and if they don't, that, then we do have to start taking them seriously. Yeah, I know. I I mean, like, it, I I don't think they're going to get relegated. I think I made a mistake putting them there. But if you would, yeah. all right. I actually have a question for you. If you had three teams that you think are going to get relegated based on how they've started the season, you could change your predictions. What three teams are getting relegated right now? Uh, West Brom, Fulham, yep. and Burnley. Yep, that's the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> Burnley, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm seeing why I picked them. They just didn't do anything in the transfer window that could help. West Brom just aren't very good. They can yeah. play good I at mean, some points. Burnley but, and know. West Brom drew, and I mean, West Brom had more pers- – uh, more possession and but or and more shots and shots on target like right I mean West Brom I didn't watch that game because I kind of anticipated it to be boring and it ended 0-0 so yeah it was boring and but, Fulham just are not good 
I think the that's. I think Fulham are going down. You can put that in the bank right yeah. now. But if we're it, out of time, it, Tyler. They could surprise us, though. We got a big weekend ahead of us. Can't wait yeah, to see absolutely. what happens. Once again, it's full time. Thank you for joining me, Tyler. See you guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>